listen up. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the podcast participants and not to any participants, employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. You know, for fun. So lighten up and enjoy. Stomping Jen. Yes. That intro is too long. What do you mean? That disclaimer. We don't need a disclaimer like that. Why? It just goes on and on and on about this and that. And anyways, <sighs> it's just you and me this week. I've got a long list of things though I need to talk to you about. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Uh huh. All right. Um, here we go. <laughs> Creamy, delicious ideas without the creepy truck. Now, I'm not going to sing to you today. Oh, thank you. It's too hot. We're in the middle of a heat wave. But like umpteenth yeah. heat wave this summer. I know people mix up global warming and weather all the time, but I'm here to tell you. Global warming is real. <laughs> it was like 101 degrees yesterday. We were walking around and going places, and I've had enough of this heat. You know that feeling when you get you start sweating in the small of your back, mm-hmm. and you can feel sweat dripping yeah. down the small of your back into your ass crack? Mm-hmm. Do you like that feeling? <laughs> no. No? Okay, I don't either. Well, that's what was happening yesterday. Yeah. It was too much. Too much for me. I was complaining. You know I was complaining. You're always complaining. Right? This is not a new phenomenon. No, but yesterday we were walking around and going to stores, shopping for this get-together we're having soon. We're having a party. Our first like post-COVID party. It's going to be outside. But we were going all over the place over the weekend looking for stuff. Stuff. And I've been complaining about this party for a while now. And the heat's not making it any better. It's making me not look forward to this party. Well, it's not supposed to be super hot. I know. But something like 30 people have RSVP'd. Oh my God, again. That's too many people, isn't it? No, it's not enough people. Needs more cowbell. And I sent out an invitation, and then you yelled at me because the invitation didn't include instructions for people to bring food. Mm-hmm. You have like, you fixed that? Yeah, I fixed it last week. Uh-huh. And you were like, what are people going to eat? And on the invitation, I said that people could eat snacks. Like <laughs> Come somehow to that, our house and eat the snacks you brought for yourself. Like somehow that's not good enough. 
Well, when you go to a party, what do you what are your expectations? There better be chips. Okay. I go right to that chip bowl. Okay. I start digging into chips. So I'll put chips on the list. Okay. But I look around to see if anybody's watching me eat the chips. Oh my god. Cuz I don't want to be seen as a chip eater. Okay. Do you ever do that? So, besides chips, what else do you go to a party? What do you expect? I expect um, some kind of liquid to drink. Okay. Celery. Celery. Yep. With some kind of dressing to dip it into. That's okay. my idea. So of a, a vegetable party. platter. Uh, I don't care if. First of all, there should never be cherry tomatoes at a party. That's a choking hazard, especially if people are drinking. Right, the you know the little round tomatoes, the cherry tomatoes. So those should never be at a party. If I go to a party and I see cherry tomatoes, I immediately swear, um, switch into first responder mode. I'm thinking to myself, okay, okay, so vegetable platter with no cherry tomatoes. Right. Okay. Broccoli is too grainy to have at a party. Okay, so you're talking about like a because then there's a vegetable platter that you buy at like Stop and Shop. Yeah, so if there's, <laughs> and you open up the lid and it's gross. And if there's broccoli, and people are coughing because they're eating the grainy broccoli, and then there's cherry tomatoes, I'm in a full blown panic because I think people are choking on right. tomatoes. So it sounds so no broccoli, no tomatoes. So there can be carrots. We can have celery. Green beans are always a pleasant surprise as a snack. You don't see those at every party. But when it's I see because people don't eat green beans like this. Well, sometimes you see them. Um, cheese is out. No cheese. There's usually too many rich um, food items at a party, so you don't need cheese, right? I think people like cheese. I don't think people should ever it's a eat source of protein. No, people shouldn't eat cheese alone. Cheese is an ingredient, right? People usually eat cheese with crackers. If you make it a sandwich, like a little sandwich, that's fine. But you should never put cheese on a plate and just eat the cheese what by about itself. Like a charcuterie board. A what? Charcuterie board. Charcuterie. Yeah. What is that? You know what that is. Don't pretend it like it sounds you like don't a mythological creature that lives in a cave. <laughs> Do not venture into the woods, for there lives the charcuterie. You know what a charcuterie platter is. <laughs> Does it contain wild caught charcuterie? Yes. What Absolutely. is charcuterie? Tell us, please. You know what it is. It's an assortment of meats and dried meats and cheeses and nuts and fruits. You're an assortment of meats. So, anyways, um, I don't I know. Think what, I'm going to order some food. Don't do that. What were you? What would you order? I don't know. There's that place in Holyoke I like a lot. Don't spend any more money on that. Why? Don't. It's because it, you can't get enough. We're not having this catered. I didn't say catered. No, don't order any food. So I'm going to do what I want to do. Go get a vegetable platter. Nobody wants a vegetable platter. I want a vegetable platter. Parties are an excuse for people to eat unhealthy junk food. Here we go again. I'm not a person. I'm. A I didn't pe- say I, you did. You, you said you were not a person. You said nobody wants a vegetable platter. I want a vegetable platter. Okay, I'll make you one from the farm stuff. It'll have beets on it. 
I hate and carrots. Fucking hate beets and zucchini. Fucking asshole! I don't want beets. I don't want zucchini. <laughs> I want. What I'm gonna make. I said celery. I said carrots. Maybe I'll make some of that zucchini tart thing I made. That was really good. Yeah, that was good. Don't go crazy. Don't turn I on the oven. I'm gonna do what I. Anyways, back to do the point. For the guests that we've invited to our uh, home, I'm canceling this party. I'm praying for rain. I'm gonna <laughs> pray every day for rain. I have had enough of this party. I cannot handle it. You're gonna make everybody not want to come. Nobody listens to us, so it's fine. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. None of the people who are gonna come to this <laughs> party listen to this podcast. I'm consumed with everything. and Like, I was out there weed whacking, mowing the lawn. I'm going to go out there and chainsaw some wood. There's too much work involved with this party. It's enough. This is for the party. <laughs> what if it's just an excuse to get our yard back in shape? And then what are people going to do when they come to this party? We've discussed this. There's nothing to do here. We don't have... Lawn games, we don't have it's an a easily rectifiable situation. We don't have a bouncy house. <laughs> you want to get a bouncy house for the kid free party? There's not an obstacle course of any kind. You want an obstacle course? There's nothing for people to do. That's the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard. What are people just going to sit around and talk? Then they're going to want to talk to me. Oh my God. My energy is, I told you this, my energy is already depleted. And this party is five days away. What am I going to do? You better get some rest. That's another story. <laughs> what does that mean? Nothing. So anyways, we're getting ready for this, 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 this party, this get together. And we'll see what happens. Okay. We'll report on it later, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Okay. Except um, there will be seltzer. <laughs> That's it. We're going to provide you with bubbly, liquidy water. Yeah. And right. maybe uh, a platter from Stop and Shop with cherry tomatoes and broccoli. You really want me not to enjoy myself at this party, huh? <laughs> I will be on high alert if there are cherry tomatoes present. High alert. Mm -hmm. All right. So that we have that plan for um, coming soon. To a theater near you. Right. Now, no children are allowed at this party. Right. There was a declaration made. Yeah. I have one friend who seems to think that's bizarre and seemed offended that we said you can't bring your children. Well, they can decide what they want. That's what I said. Get a babysitter. That's right. Go out and enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say. If people are paying a babysitter to come to our house, we should feed them some food. <laughs> our kids aren't here. Yeah. So if you bring kids, I'm going to lock them in the garage or something. That's what's going to happen. They'll be shut away in the garage. All right. So, um, 
So we had an incident occur. We did. A while back. Um, an incident? We were going out for a walk the other night. Okay. <clears throat> where we walk is about three miles from where we live. And I said to you, let's go for a walk. It was hot out. You know, it was this last heat wave we've had, not the current one. And you're like, okay, let's go. So we got into the car, the car I usually drive. I turned it on and I heard a weird noise. And I turned to you and I said, that didn't sound right. <laughs> said, Famous last word. Yep. And I actually shut the engine off. Started it back up and I heard the noise again. I turned to you. I said, I'm really worried about taking this car. I said, I do not want to get stranded. You looked at me and you were like, oh, don't worry about it. That's not true. You're like, what's the worst that could happen? That is not true. So we get in, the, so we drive. That is not what happened. Go ahead. What happened? I said I didn't hear anything, but you drive this car a lot more than I do. So I will trust your judgment. And you said uh, it should be fine because it started again. It's not what happened anyways. You're like, don't worry about it. and It'll all be fine. So That's not what happened. <clears throat> so we get in the car. We drive to the walking location. We go on our walk, our three and a half mile walk. We finish around what, like eight o'clock, 8.15, the sun's setting, the mosquitoes are coming out. Get in the car, go to turn the key. Nothing. Well, not nothing. Just this crazy... Horrible mechanical sound. The engine won't turn over. So I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So <clears throat> I was so mad at myself for not trusting my instinct. I knew. I was like, there's something not right. So then you and I start talking about what are we going to do about this, right? It was a whole thing. It was late at night. And like, should we call AAA? Because we have AAA. And eventually we decide, no, we're not going to call AAA. It's too late at night. We're not going to sit here waiting at night. Um, we're going to wait for um, the next day to call AAA, potentially. And we didn't know what the problem was. I was like, it can't be the battery because the engine was turning over. All the lights were working. And it didn't seem like it could be the battery. That was Jen, who just burped, by the way. You were talking, so obviously it was not you. I just want to point that out to people. I no longer burp on this podcast. Okay. I'm glad it's like you more than a your... hundred episodes ago, I stopped doing that. Glad you've you become have your body. You've become more vulgar as things have gone along. I don't think it was vulgar, and I don't think anybody heard it until you started talking about it. I'll rewind it. You can hear it. So, um, so thankfully, um, because you're a nice person, you have friends in this town. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't even know who to call. Who would I call? I don't have any friends. Oh my God. Nobody likes me. Literally have no one I could call. It's not true. but okay. And so you immediately get on the phone with somebody um, through this texting. And... Um, Thankfully, one of our one of our friends came. Oh, to, one of our friends. <clears throat> one of our friends came to rescue. One of our friends rescue us, <laughs> right? Uh, yes. Thankfully, she was very nice. She came and got us, and with our dog, and drove us home. So the next day, we wake up early. We're like, we've got to deal with this situation. It's bad, right? We got to get this car back. We can't leave it 
um, in the parking lot where where it died. So we go down to the car place, or we, you send a text message to AAA. Also, we tried to jump it the night before. <clears throat> Did we try to jump it the night before? Yes. Okay, that didn't work. Right, and so and I that, got eaten by mosquitoes. <clears throat> yeah, thanks for reminding me. So we did try. I thought we maybe tried to jump it in the morning. I can't even remember. The jumping was unsuccessful. So I was like, maybe this is a worse problem than the battery. Anyway, so the next morning we called AAA. They're like, we'll be there in seven minutes. Right, so we rushed to the location we're at. They don't show up in seven minutes. An hour goes by. And then I'm like, they're not coming. Let's leave. Right. And then we had done a bunch of research on our car and the symptoms it was displaying. And it seemed more and more likely it could be the battery. So you sent me home, actually, because we had we Because uh, we called the AAA. Yeah. Leaving out important details here. You're like, go home. No. So I called AAA mm-hmm. and I said, this app says... That this guy is coming soon. When is he coming? Now it's been an hour. Right. It could have been to the store and back by now, by the way. And gotten the battery. Right. So she says, well, you just need a jump, right? And I'm like, no, I need a battery. So she like goes and confers with somebody. And then she comes back on the line. And she goes, it'll be another 30 to 40 minutes. Right. So you send me home. So I said, fine, if it's only 30 to 40 minutes, and what they do is that they come, and then if it's not the battery, then they'll test the alternator and some other mechanics in the car. Yeah, they do a whole bunch of stuff. But at this point, you're like, go home. There's no point of both of us waiting here. Right. So you're like, you go home and... um, I'll wait in the hot car for 40 minutes. While you argue with people on the internet in the comfort of air conditioning. So He's I, talking about himself. Yeah, people, right. So me. I drive home, um, get online, and start arguing with people on Is the internet. Is that what you did yes. for 40 minutes yes. while I was sitting in a hot car? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I sat at my desk, drank iced coffee in the air conditioning, and argued with people online while you sat in your car. Very productive. <clears throat> Thank you for doing that, by Meantime, the way. I had said, oh, I will just go over there with a book. And you were like, no. Right, so, so I had nothing. So anyways, I get home, I'm in the comfort of home, and then finally you call, and you're like, oh, these fuckers from AAA just called me. They said it's not going to no. be until 2 o'clock. No, they did not call me. What happened? I it's It was 40 minutes, so I checked the app again, because they have like a check on your roadside assistance call. Yeah. And now it does not say 40 minutes. It says... What did it say? 2.15 p.m. Okay. This was at nine o'clock in the morning. Okay. So we were like, fuck it. <clears throat> we're going to go get a battery. We could have been to the store back and twice. Right. Anyways. There and back twice. So we go, we get the battery. We drive all the way to the next town over because there's nothing open in our fucking town on because a Sunday. It was Sunday. So we go, we get a battery. And this battery cost forty dollars it was, it was crazy. 180 plus the charge. 220? Yeah. Yeah, you you're supposed to get the $20. Yeah, back. I'll return it. Yeah. Anyways, that's a lot of money. I thought batteries were like $50. Everything is more expensive these days. But it's not like they just made this battery. It's been sitting on a shelf. Everything is more expensive. Well, anyways, 
So this battery cost like 220 bucks. So we have to then drive all the way back to where the car is. We do that. Um, so I get to work taking out this battery, the old battery, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh God, I really hope this works. Okay, so I put in, I take out the old one. You're standing near me. You're holding tools and handing them to me when I need them. You know, being a, a worthy assistant, right? So I'm in there. I put the new battery in. And this is the best part of the whole story. <laughs> it was great. So I have this socket wrench thing, right? That has a long handle on it. And I'm tightening it, right? This like ratchet wrench, right? And the very last, um, what do you call it? Turn, turn. right? The And I'm on the, um, the red terminal. That's where all the electricity flows, right? from the battery into the system the last turn turn it getting it tight and then somehow the edge of the wrench touches the car and then there's this giant explosion like this arc of electricity right um i yelled something and jumped back what did it look like from your perspective? It just looked like a little firework went off in the, in the engine of the car. Right, but I yelled, I jumped back, right? And I'm looking at the end of the wrench, and I see it's melted. I turn to you, and you're standing there in tears. Talk to me about that. <laughs> what do you mean? What were you feeling? Uh, you're crying. You're standing there. I got there. nervous. I didn't want you to die in front of me. I told you this. You're standing there. It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I, <laughs> I turned there. I turned to you. You're standing with tears in your eyes. And you're like, I thought I lost you. <laughs> it was scary. You go. I'm so glad you're able to take advantage of my, You go. My... I can't lose you. Please. Remember people, this was at the end of like three hours of being in a hot car, running around, lots of stress. You're like... Like hours of stress. You're like, what would happen if you had been electrocuted? I didn't want you to die in front of me. I'm sorry. So then I walked over to you and I said, I'm glad we had this experience because I think you really love me. Oh my God. Right? <laughs> so I said, this was all worth it. I said, I now know that you love me. <laughs> Until you ask me and if then I, I really love you five minutes later. And then I showed you the edge of the wrench, uh-huh. the handle of the wrench where it was melted, and you started crying again. <laughs> what? You're trying to make me cry. People, he's trying to make me cry. Are you close? No, not even. Okay. All right. Anyways, that was our experience with the car battery. That was fun. That was fun? Yeah. So anyways, I we jump. fun is the right so word. So we get, we get it all in the car. Anyways, everything worked. Jump back in. Yeah. And it worked and it was fine. Yeah. Anyways. End story. And I, you know, I, I'm upset with AAA uh, for a lot of different reasons, but I also am just going to chalk it up to it was Sunday. And we live in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, 
Does AAA have a slogan like "We're here for you" except, except on for Sundays? Sundays? No. Okay. I well, did. They did them. send me a survey and I filled it out and I was pretty dissatisfied. And they said if you want to talk to somebody more about your experience, call us. Yeah, that's bullshit. So, all right. So after that, then um, that weekend we went um, went to Northampton, Massachusetts. Did we? Yeah, because they were having this sidewalk sale. Remember? That was during the day. Yeah, whatever. We went there. We went to the Northampton sidewalk sale. It was kind of sad. It was a little sad. So in in years past, prior to COVID, you would go to this this sidewalk sale and all of the stores would have their wares out on the street. It was like a festival type of atmosphere. Yeah. Lots of people out. But this time, there's like barely anyone. I think a lot of stores have closed. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was kind of sad. It was a little sad. But um, we were in Northampton, and um, we were near this store. Now, this is interesting. So leading up to this event I'm going to talk about, um, you have this group of women you're friends (laughs) with, and they're very concerned with your breasts. Well, they're, they're the ones we went to Mexico with, so they got to see me in full, like, fledged, like like bathing suit wear you got to see your um your breast how would you describe your breasts oh my god really yeah i'm curious are you serious yes okay they're large right (laughs) you have large breasts Uh uh-huh okay so now these friends of yours are convinced that you need more support one of them in particular right because i'm looking at you now you're wearing this sports bra yeah. And you've been wearing sports bras for some time. Yeah. You've given up on um, regular bras. Right. Right. Now, um, this group of friends that you have are convinced, they have been convinced that you're not the size of um, regular bra that you say you are. Do you want to reveal this? I, I thought I was a 36 double D. Right. Okay. So leave it there. You thought yeah. you were a 36 double D and you, your friends or this group of women you went to Mexico with were like, no way you're bigger. You're like, no, that's not true. And this, it's been months of this arguing about it's, your breasts. It's like March. <laughs> yeah. Months and months. And, um, you know, God bless her. One of your friends has been strongly advocating that you go to this bra store in Northampton. Yeah. You know, to get your breasts measured, right? To um, get sized properly. Right. So right. we were in Northampton and you're like, well, here's the here's the bra store. The bra. Yeah, here's the, the bra. <laughs> here's the bra store. Um <laughs> bra store. Should I go in and get my breasts measured? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll wait for you out here cuz there's no way I'm going in there. <laughs> Because I think they'll they'll catch me and they'll try to measure my breasts, right? Because I don't want I don't want to know what my cup size is. So they'll get me, and then I'll walk out of there in a bra somehow. <laughs> a bro? If no, a bra. If I step in there, I'm a not, bro. A brosier. Yeah, I won't. I won't be coming out of there without wearing a bra. I'm convinced. So, so you go. I'm like, yeah, I'll wait for you. So you go in there. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, 
this store is very mysterious. It has curtains in the windows. <laughs> it's a lingerie store. Well, what happened when you went through that door? I think I went in. I talked to the woman at the counter. Okay. I explained the situation. You know, did you give her the whole context that you have yeah. a group of friends who... Yeah, I was like, listen, I'm wearing a sports bra. I feel like it's fine. She looked at me. She goes, yeah, you look fine. Okay. She goes, you seem like you're, you know, you seem fine. So she said the sports bra was providing you with enough support. Yeah. Okay. And I And so I explained to her about how my friends were convinced that I was no longer the size that I thought I was. Right, the 36 double D. <laughs> right. And so, you know, so I was thinking I should get fitted. So she goes, okay, well, we can do it. I said, okay. And so... Now, what does this process of getting fitted look so, like? Do they... Let me ask a question. So do you take off your shirt in front of the woman? Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Or do you want to ask me more questions? I want to know. So I, she goes, okay. She goes, what size did you think you were? I said, 36 double D. So she got a bra. She okay. handed it to me. She okay. goes, go put it on. So I put it on. Oh, you don't take off your shirt in front of the woman? No, I put on the bra. And stand there with your breasts out? And then... And then she came back. She goes, you have the bra? And I said, yeah. So she opened the curtain and we assessed the situation together. Now, does that involve, does she come in and does she make adjustments? Does she touch the bra in some way and well, she just looks move to it see, around? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, she's just looking to see like if it's because. Does she have you turn? I think that they're so well at like versed in how to do this that they kind of just know they can tell by looking so anyways we both assessed that the band size was correct did she ask you to jump up and down no <laughs> no well, how do they test whether it can provide the right kind of support for jiggling so anyways yes <clears throat> we assessed that the 36 was fine but then she goes I think you need to go up two cup sizes. How can that be? How can a 36 be fine, but you need 36 to go is, up is to? Because 36 is the size of my torso. Like, it's the under part. Okay. So that's the part. Oh. That measures under. Okay. That measures around your body. Where are you going? Why are you closing the shades? <clears throat> I'm closing the shades because you're going to show me what happened. No. In that room. So anyways. And I don't want the cats to see. So 36 is the measurement around your body underneath where, you know, where the band will sit. Like okay. where the band goes around your body. Okay. Like your rib cage. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. that part, right? Okay. And then the cup size is the part that like physically <laughs> holds your boobs up. Okay. Right. So she said I needed a 36G. 36 G. G for ginormous. <laughs> G for gigantic. Wow. Anyways. So you're a 36 G. So then she went and got me a bra in that size. And yeah. then we tried it on. And then she goes, yeah. And I said, okay. Now, how does it feel to go from a 36 double D to a 36 G? You're now a 36 G. What does that feel like to you? I don't know. It's just sort of weird. Like I knew that my boobs were big, but do you have is your identity at all attached to your boobs? No. So this doesn't impact how you feel about yourself. No. Hmm. 
they're just part of my body. I mean, I wish they weren't so, so big, but I don't really feel the need to go to get surgery or anything. Like it doesn't bother my back or, you know. Right. Like I don't have a lot of like back issues due to my poor posture or whatever. Right. Interesting. Because I'm pretty, pretty well balanced. I have pretty big hips too. Yeah. So I'm like in proportion. Right. right. So that doesn't bother me in okay. any in any way, shape, or form. Okay. But we looked it up what breasts are made out of, and it's basically just fat. I was right. You asked the question. It's not just basically it's fat, fat connective tissue and like you know, like glands. Yes, which is production. which is way more than just basically fat. But my point is, is that the way to make them smaller without surgery is to lose weight, basically. Okay. I mean, all my weight goes to my hips and my boobs. Hmm. Like, really. All right. So you didn't buy anything, though, from no, that No, because I was a little bit and was not quite what I expected. To you hear. were in shock still. To learn, to learn that your breasts were bigger than you thought. Right. And so, you know. <clears throat> now, what happened when you, what happened when you told your friends about this? <laughs> I think they were just like, gee. They, and also they didn't understand how bra sizing works because they, a double D is an E. Right. So they kept saying I went up three sizes. Double but that's not true. D is an E. Yeah. So it's A, B, C, D. Right. And then to make you feel better about yourself, they have a double D and a triple D, but a, a double D is an E and a triple D is an F. And then there's G, H, I, J. Like, wow. Yeah. There's a J? There is a J. Is there a K? I don't know how. I don't know. Wow. Anyways. Okay. I mean, I've never had small boobs, right? When, like since puberty. Like, I've are your really friends treating small... you differently now that no. you have bigger breasts? <laughs> no, because it was always evident. Okay, it was just I think it was a little bit of indication that you know they were like you're spilling out of like what you're wearing. <laughs> you need a different uh, option. Okay, because and I, was I like, mean, no, it's not a big deal. From my perspective, they don't seem bigger. No, they don't seem bigger. So what could be going on here? Are they actually growing? No, they're just, just, I have more. <sighs> this is fascinating. Why don't men's penises grow and shrink? Because they don't have fat in them. Yeah, they do. Penises have fat in them? Yeah, of course no, they do. I don't believe that that's true. Yeah, what do you think is happening What's there? What's in a penis? What's? Inside. Stomping Jen is Googling what's in a penis. A penis. <laughs> Except I can't type, so. Go ahead. What does it say? Dorsal nerve, blood vessels, connective tissue, and erectile tissue. See? No fat. No fat, huh? No fat. Dorsal tissue? Like in a dolphin? The, I don't know. The dorsal nerve. Huh. Blood vessels, connective tissue, and erectile tissue. Interesting. Corpus cavernosum and corpus spongiosum. I'm more interested. <laughs> I'm more interested in this dorsal tissue. Aren't you? No. Ugh. Huh. Penises. Okay. Anyways. Do you think if I went in the ocean, floated on my back, and got an erection, someone could think I'm a dolphin? 
Is that possible? Oh, boy. Anyways. Okay, go ahead. That's it. That's the All story. All right, so you're not being boobs. treated differently now that you officially have bigger breasts. No. Okay. But then I went and ordered some bras. On yeah, the Amazon. I wanted to ask you about that. So you got you got these new 36G bras from Amazon, mm-hmm. and you tried them on. Yeah. You showed them to me. You came downstairs, and you said, look, here are my new bras. Now, I need you to take pictures of me so I can send to my friends <laughs> so they could see what I look like. <laughs> and I we had a photo shoot of you in these new bras. Now, I want to ask you, people are going to be hearing this conversation, and they're going to want to see this bra. Should we share them? Can, <laughs> no. Do I have permission to share these pictures? I don't think so. No? They're just breasts. <laughs> they're for feeding babies. You can cut my head off of them. I don't Why? know that I want my boobs all over the internet. Your boobs are already over the internet in that um, picture of you uh, in the crow dress. Oh, my God. This is no worse than that. There's less cleavage. There is less cleavage. All right. Well, it's up to you. You you let me know Mm -hmm. if I can share these pictures. Maybe you can pick one. You say crop this out, crop that out, and I'll crop it. But I, I think people need to know. People need to see. You really want people to see my boobs? I mean, <laughs> you're like, yes. <laughs> no, not particularly, but it's more like this uh, this whole process has been fascinating to me. I'm also like not like a very um what? Out, out there. What do you mean out there? I don't know, like I don't flaunt my boobs. Right. Keep them hidden away. I'm pretty modest in that yeah. arena. All right. Okay. So, uh, sorry, people. No boob pictures for you. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I tried. All right. Um, yeah. So, okay. All right. Um, I mean, it's not much different than like a bathing suit. Yeah. It's not any different than a bathing suit, which is why I asked. I, which I didn't think would be a problem. But it's fine. Um, should I start a penis measuring store? What else you got on your list? Like a test, you know, because when you get older, as a man, there are changes in your testicles that occur. Like your scrotum begins to lengthen and hang more. And maybe there should be a store that measures men's scrotums and penises so we can put them in the right kind of undergarment. What do you think about that? Can I invest some of our money in that? No. Why? There are plenty of empty storefronts in Northampton. I will open... No, listen, hear me out. I will open the penis and scrotum measuring store right next to the bra store. (laughs) So the men who are waiting for... um, The men who have partners with breasts, who are waiting um, for that... Whatever happens in there to happen can go in and get their scrotums and penises measured and be put in the right kind of underwear. What do you think about that? What else you got on your list? I don't appreciate that you're not supporting my entrepreneurial spirit. 
let's see. Our kids are coming back soon. Mm-hmm. Right? They've been away a long time. Mm-hmm. Space Unicorn's been gone six weeks. Ted has been gone two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So we're getting them back in less than two weeks. How do you feel about that? I can't wait to see them. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I think we were just saying we're not ready to be empty nesters, right? No. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Are we going to do anything special with them when they come back? Whatever they want to do. Hmm. Do you think they'll want to go out to dinner somewhere, maybe? They probably will want to sleep in their own bed and see the animals. Huh. I wonder if there's a prank we can pull on them. No, we did that last year, and it wasn't a prank, and it wasn't fun. What prank did we pull? When Ichabod died. Oh, our cat died when they were gone, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't fun. No. Hmm. Are there any other animals here we can kill? We'll make this a tradition. I'll take that as a no. Okay. Mm-hmm. No killing animals. That's fine. Um, all right. Uh, there's another thing I really wanted to ask you about. Oh, okay. We were riding in the car the other day. Yeah. And um, you made a confession to me. A confession? Yeah. We were talking about music. Yeah. And you shared with me that um, certain... It's mu- very uh, gen-centric, this episode. <laughs> that certain music gets you sexually excited. I didn't exactly say that. You did. You were talking no. about Nine Inch Nails. What I said. No, you turned to me and go. Is that no. some of the music is sexy? I didn't say it specifically. No, you turned to me. me to have no. any kind of feelings one way or the other. Yes, you did. You turned to me and go. You ever listen to music and you like hear a certain lyric or sound and it just like gets you all sexually excited. I didn't say that. And I was like, what? That's not what happened. I was like, no. Oh my God. I was like, I've never. I love the way that you interpret the things I say to you. I was like, what do you mean? Give me an example. And you're like, okay, there's this Nine Inch Nails song where Trent's singing and he makes a certain like guttural noise. And you're like, that just gets me going. It's not what happened at uh, Well, all. then tell me. That's what I heard. <laughs> so glad you're paying attention to what I said. That's what I heard. I said I was in a Nine Inch Nails forum. Okay. And somebody was talking about this specific song. Okay. And I thought it was funny because what she said was, you know, like, she said she just, this is the poster, not me. I did not say this. That she, quote unquote, just about procreates when she hears him make this certain noise. And it was funny to me because I knew what she was talking about. I knew exactly what noise that she was talking about. And then I played the song for you so you could hear it. And you were like, oh, he was just coughing. (laughs) I didn't hear any noise. It sounded like he, yeah, it sounded like he coughed. (coughs) So anyways, I was saying how certain songs and lyrics have very sexual connotations and they're like sexy to listen to. I didn't say they necessarily get anything moving. So why did I hear that and think you said that you were aroused by listening to it? 
That's what I heard from that conversation. I don't know why that's what you heard. I'm just huh. telling you what I was trying to convey to you is that there are certain... And, and then I was talking to you generically about why it is that I'm attracted to certain types of music. <clears throat> yeah, and you did ask me. You were like, don't you ever feel that way? Yeah. I said, no. And I'm not kidding. Like, I've never listened to a song or a lyric and felt... Um, sexually aroused by it but not like exactly like it's just it's like just sexy i don't know how to explain it it's not like i told you that i've listened to music and felt like inspired or pumped up or energetic but maybe i'm not listening maybe i haven't found the music yet that would make me sexually excited like like pussifer right yeah. There's this whole song. It's like, don't be aroused by my confession. And the way he's singing is just like very erotic. Well, he's almost daring you. Right. He's saying, don't be aroused. That's reverse psychology. But I'm saying there's some of it that evokes like erotic images or feelings or whatever. I'm not saying it's quote unquote turning me on specifically. I'm just talking about the music in general that there are. And you've never in your like heard something no. and you were like that's never a little risque. Like even like Beyonce is very like that. You know, she's very like dirty her lyrics. No, I've never heard anything that has made me feel that way. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I don't know. You're not listening to the right kind of music. Maybe I'm though. broken though. I don't think so. Maybe something's not working inside of me. No, but you tend to listen to a lot of like political folk lyrics things that are depressing it probably would be a an issue if i got a boner to masters of war by bob dylan right 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 i probably shouldn't be sexually excited but like different types of music like evokes different types of imagery right yeah i guess so like i can think off the top of my head like a like a number of examples of this. I can't think of anything. Maybe I'm actually asexual. Is that possible? <sighs> but if I played something for you, would you be able to like see what I'm talking about? I mean, as an intellectual exercise, maybe. Mm-hmm. But you can't play anything right now. Yeah, You're not allowed to play music. Um no, never. Hmm. Maybe there's something wrong with me. That's what I'm beginning to think. Well, if this is a... Co- there goes Jen burping again. If this is a common experience, I want to know about it. I'm really curious what people think. If they get... um. If they, What's a better way to say it than sexually aroused? It's just... Do you have sexy feel? Even that sounds it's stupid. Not right. It's like it evokes erotica. Erotica. Is there? I'm really you know interested. What I mean? Yeah, but I'm really interested in hearing from people if they, um, if if certain music evokes erotic feelings in them. Hmm. Like even the song Madonna, right? Isn't that erotica? Like, isn't that a song yeah. that she sings? Yeah. That doesn't and do she, anything. And she like groans in it and stuff. Hey, baby. I can see it again conceptually and intellectually, but it doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't have to do 
do anything for you, but you can appreciate that there is something happening. Huh. I'm having trouble. I really think I might there might be something wrong with me that I'm not getting this I think concept. You should play some of it. We can't. So um we'll get banned. It'll take us down. All right. Well, okay. Well, you, maybe you can ask the listeners if they're listening to this, if they have any examples. I just did. To post it and share with us. Yeah. Or if you want to come on here and talk about this, I'd be interested in hearing more about it. Yeah. About what songs um, evoke erotic feelings in you. Huh. This is fascinating. I'm going to make a playlist for you. Now I'm... <laughs> Every time I hear you listening to music, I'm going to be wondering what's going like, on. It's different than like music that's good to have sex to. Does music ever make you feel hungry? No. Does it ever make you feel angry? Angry? Yeah. It doesn't make me feel angry. It makes me feel better. What about sleepy? I, don't know, I listen to a lot of like violent music, yeah, which what, doesn't make any sense to me. What about sleepy? No. Why do you listen to violent music? I don't know. We have this conversation all the time. Why is it I'm attracted to music with people yelling? I don't know. Is there something you need to yell about and you're not getting that out? I don't know. It's like my whole life I've listened to the like... Like not speed metal, like not death metal. I don't oh, like that don't, kind of stuff. That no. stuff is not attractive. Screamcore? Yeah, whatever the <laughs> Yeah, or it just sounds like a bunch of nonsense. Cookie monster music is yeah. what I call it. Like I love Deftones and he screams a lot. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I know you don't like that. It's not music to me. I like it. What do you like about people screaming, though? I don't know. There's something about the whole, like... Don't you listen to music to just relax? Sometimes. I listen to a lot of different kind of music, even though you always tell me that you're more eclectic than I am. Which I'm way more eclectic than you are. Which doesn't make any sense to me when you say these things, because everything you listen to sounds the same. You just said you like to listen to music where people are angry and yelling. Yeah, but I also like to listen to other things, too. I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. What's good music to have sex to? You said that a few minutes ago. That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Depends what kind of mood you're in, obviously. Huh. Men without hats? Sure. The safety dance? That floats your boat. You can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. It's fine. You're going to get banned. No. Um, Because it's... Um, I'm doing it as a parody. It's fine. But, all right. So you wouldn't have sex to men without hats? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> What's that other song? Pop Goes the World. Pop Goes the World. Were you thinking about that song? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I could see it. It has a beat to it. Oh, boy. Right? Anyways, so okay. Well, I just wanted to ask about that. Mm-hmm. So we have a we have a question out to people, anybody listening to this, who can give us information 
what music makes you feel erotic, right? Sure. And we'd love, if you want to come on here and talk to us about it, we'll be open to that. All right. All right. Uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you about is just do our, um, do a little recap. You've been looking forward to this TV show uh, on Netflix called, mm-hmm. um, based on a comic book called The Sandman. Mm-hmm. Right. And you just binge watched it. <laughs> I did. 10 hours I in did. less than a day. Did. Talk to us about that. Talk to us about what you like about the comic, The Sandman, first. What is it about this, this, the Sandman that you like? Oh, well, <sighs> that's a good question. What do I like about the comic? I don't. It's like fantasy, but it's mythology. It's like everything mixed up and made into a world. Um, the world building is really good, but like just the whole concept. And the artistry and the comics, um, the storylines, the characters. I mean, what's not to like? It's the Sandman. Well, what's not to like is it's British, number one. That doesn't bother me. There's only one good British thing ever made. That's not true. Monty Python. That's not true. The rest of it's all bollocks and crap. That's not true. Okay, so this isn't bollocks and crap? No, and Neil Gaiman is one of my favorite writers. Who's Neil Gaiman? Is he the writer of The Sandman? the writer of The Sandman, yeah. Okay. So what's the basic idea? What is the sand? Is it what does it involve? Just at a high level. High level. So The Sandman is one of seven siblings. Okay. Um, They're called The Endless. The Endless. The Endless. Okay. So there's destiny, death, dream, desire, despair... Beyonce. There's destruction and then there's delirium. Okay. So no Beyonce. No. All right. Um, so the seven endless, and this is a story of the seven endless and yeah, what they're I mean, up to. It's basically, it's uh, most of the storylines focus on dream. Okay. Dream is one of the endless. And dream is one of the okay. endless. Right. All right. Okay. So, okay. You love this comic strip. You like the storylines. You like the mythology. You like this Neil Gaiman, the writer. Mm, Yep. Okay. The big question, how was the show? Did the show translate well? Yes. I think they did an excellent job for people who've never seen the show, who've never read the comic. Okay. And never listened to the Audible, which is incredible, by the way. You should listen to the Audible. I tried. I couldn't. Um, And... Uh, you know, they, they really did a good job of evoking the imagery. Um, you know, obviously they adapted it to make it into a television series. Um, and they covered like a number of the beginning of the series. Um, so it was well done. All right. Is this just for Sandman fans? No, that's what I said. It's, it's, if you've never read the comic, like you can sit down and watch it. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Now, I watched about an episode and a half of it, and what I saw, I liked. Good. I saw this one episode that involved this uh, this dream character, right? Mm-hmm. He's kind of a lanky, emaciated-looking guy with a black hairdo, and he has a crow that follows him around. <coughs> now, this episode I saw, I won't give any spoilers, involves... This dream fella um, meeting up with this guy every 100 years to kind of get the guy's impression 
of what it's like to be a human being who's been given immortality, right? This dream guy. So dream's sister, who is death, gives this human being this immortality. And dream is like, oh, he's going to hate it, right? Human beings are dumb. They get bored easily. He's not going to want to live forever. Something like that. And so then Dream makes a bet with this guy. And he's like, we're going to... He makes a bet with death. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. The, <laughs> well, I'm telling you my impression. Okay. The, the details don't matter. Okay. Anyways, Dream makes... don't matter. This Dream makes a bet with somebody. And he's like... And he says to the guy, I'm going to meet you here in this bar every 100 years. And we're going to have a check-in to see how you like... Um, being immortal. And so this episode is that story, right? It starts way back in the 1300s or something like that, whatever, a long time ago. And it's just, it was pretty fascinating from a storytelling perspective to see this guy every hundred years and then meet up with this dream character. So that was a good episode. I liked it. Mm. So very high production value, look good. Yeah. The sets look amazing. Yeah. So I will watch it. We said we're going to watch it with our kids. Yeah. Uh, Space Unicorn and Ted. Yeah. I mean, the thing that's interesting is the translation of like a beloved, you know, comic book, which relies very heavily on artistry. And how do you translate that we- art, right? To a screen. Yeah, we talked about this, right? It's the same problem that The Walking Dead had, okay? If you are tasked with taking a beloved uh, property like The Walking Dead or The Sandman or The Umbrella Academy or The Boys, right? Which are comic books. Mm I mean, you have to make changes for television because yeah. comic books are so detailed and they're so right. complex. Right. You have to simplify things. You have to maybe combine certain characters. You have to yeah. merge storylines. Yeah. And the challenge is that hardcore fans, not to be, they need to not be such um, giant douchebags about that. Yeah. Right. And see that see the adaptation as a separate thing right right with um strong fidelity and echoes to the original yeah so what i will say is if you've never read the comic and you watch the series just watch the series and you like it you might be interested in picking up and just looking at the imagery and the actual comics because the artists that they use for the comics are amazing artists. Yeah, but don't get a fucking bee in your bonnet because no. they changed things no. or it had to make it different. You want TV to be interesting and exciting. Right. You know, you want it, you don't want it to put you to sleep. Right. You want it to be good and they have to change stuff. Right. And the things that a lot of the hardcore fans are upset about are just like the dumbest, stupid things. They're upset that death is now played by a black woman. You know, because well, those people are what we call racists. Well, so the iconic imagery of death, right? As as not quote unquote canon, but like what people think of when they think of death, the character they in the think comic of, books. In the comic book, a pasty white chick it's with a pasty, black hair, right? I like know. a very goth looking kind yes. of thing that a lot of 
fans of the comic book have modeled their entire identity around, right? So now you bring in this black woman. Yeah, good. Hardcore fans. <laughs> grow the fuck up. So, get out of mom's basement. So that's one character. And realize that uh, representation and diversity is good. Right. So that's one change that people are all up in arms about. Then yeah, there's another change. Fuck those people. Where Gwendolyn Christie plays Lucifer, which is an interesting uh, change. Well, so, okay. A woman shouldn't play the devil. Let's be honest. So I think that was a joke. So, Relax, everybody. No, no, no. So the interesting thing about that. So, so if you think about it, there's a lot of pop culture that takes and borrows from the Sandman. So there was a series called Lucifer that one of the networks did. Yeah. That they based it on Neil Gaiman's the Sandman character from the comics. Okay. Um, and Constantine, Constantine, yeah, John Constantine, he was part of this universe too. Okay. Um, or part of the DC universe. But, um, you know, so there's a p- depiction of Lucifer in that movie with Keanu Reeves. Okay. That was also a male. Um, so, like, the people are all, like, up in arms that Gwendolyn Christie is okay. playing Lucifer. I revert back to my previous statement. Right. Grow the fuck up, hardcore fans. Right. And the other... St- and be, be thankful you have any Sandman TV show at all. And shut right. the fuck up. So the, Go ahead. The other stupid thing that people yeah. are now all upset about... Yeah. Is this crow? Is, is it about the, the crow? It's about the crow. How did I know it's about the crow? <laughs> people are all upset because, first of all, it's a raven. That's number one. <laughs> There's no difference between a crow and a raven, yeah, first is, of all. There is. But anyways. Wait, um, is it a crow in the comic book? No, it's a raven. Okay. And on the show, it's a crow? No, it's a raven. Okay. Well, I'm calling anyways, it a crow because there's no difference. The character, <laughs> the character is voiced by Patton Oswalt. And people are like losing their shit that it's Patton Oswalt, like coming out of the raven's mouth. <laughs> Because his voice is so recognizable. Okay, let me tell you something. I'm just telling you what people are complaining about. Nobody knew. Let me tell you something. Nobody knew it was Patton Oswalt, okay, just by watching the show. I watched it. I saw an episode with this crow in it, Matthew the Crow. Okay, I heard the crow talk, and I did not hear Patton Oswalt. You know what I heard? A crow. It's a raven. I heard a talking crow. (laughs) No, and... These people looked it up. They didn't know who the voice of the crow was. They looked it up online, or they saw it in the credits that it was Patton Oswald, and they lost their shit. They just want something to complain about. Hardcore fans are assholes. Hardcore fans are babies. Hardcore fans are inflexible thinkers. Fuck you, hardcore fans of the Sandman. Fuck you, hardcore fans of The Walking Dead and of every other thing that you can't deal with having to be adapted. Go to hell, all of you. So I'm just also going to tell people for those who (laughs) really could not give a shit. This is why we can't have nice things, because of hardcore fans. Fuck you. Go ahead. It's just more insight into me and my... (laughs) Oh, are you, my, it's going to be a sex thing? No, my whole, my whole, like... Do crows sexually arouse you? This has nothing to do with crows. Okay. This has to do with the intersection of all of my favorite things as 15-year-old me, which involves uh-huh. uh, Neil Gaiman okay. and Tori Amos. Crows. Uh, Maynard. Crows. And Nine Inch Nails. And crows. So, like, all of that for me... Is all of this in the Sandman show? It's all interconnected. So, Neil Gaiman... Is he in Tool? 
No, he's is he in Pussifer? No, he's friends with Tori. Or was friends. So the character Delirium. Is he in Tori Amos? I'm going to tell you if you shut up. Okay, go ahead. So Neil Gaiman based the character, how she looked and how she acted um, of Delirium on Tori Amos. Like it's like he has said that in interviews, right? I've just lost all respect for Neil Gaiman. Well, they're friends. And then she, uh, she talks about Neil Gaiman and some of her and uh, under the, in, um, her albums and some of the songs for real yeah tear in her hand she says neil says hi by the way and like so then there's the whole night she have a song about the crow (laughs) go ahead stop shitting on all of the things that i love (laughs) i'm not i'm asking questions go ahead anyways i'm just gonna stop look at me no i am i don't make fun of you the things that you Hold so near and dear to your heart. I would never shit on them. You do all the time. That's you are literally rewind the tape, people. You literally said all the music I listen to sounds the same, and you have no idea why I like it. That's not what I said. Yes, it is. It's not what I. I'm said. not. Sh- I said you claim that you're more eclectic, and I said all your music sounds the same. It's true. I am more eclectic. I don't see how. Anyways, that's okay. Tell us more. He so. Um, Tori Amos says, hi, Neil, in one of her songs. No, she, anyways, because th- they're friends. Okay. Back in whatever. Does she have a phone? Could she say hello to Neil Gaiman? She does the intro on for a phone call? the death collection. Okay. She wrote an intro or did yeah. she sing it? She wrote an intro. It's in the book. Hello, Neil. I'm writing you an intro for your new collection about death. I am one. Of your characters named Delirium. No. That was my Tori Amos impression. Would you like more? No. Your comics are interconnected with my music and Pussifer too. Two references, some of your concepts. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm done. No, come on. We're just having fun. It's not fun for me. <laughs> yes, it is. You're no, laughing. It's not fun for me. I'm done. Oh, come on. No, I'm done. We can't end on I'm this done. note. I'm done. I'm expressing my nerdiness. and I love your nerdiness. No, Listen, to, look at me. No. Look at me. Done. Look at me. Remember at... No. Man, hold on. Remember at Lowe's yesterday when you got mad at me? When I got mad at you, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. What happened? I was looking for something at Lowe's, um, some ground stakes to put tiki torches into. And you went off and found them, right? And you're like, there's this other aisle of stuff I want you to see. And you were like, um, thank you, by the way, right? Something like that. And I got mad at you because I thought you were being rude and disrespectful. And I refused to follow you to that aisle, right? And I was hiding behind a, I was hiding behind some yard furniture. I refused to come out. I kept peeking around the corner to see where you were. What was some, they were playing a song too. What was the song they were playing? Do you remember? Do you remember? Like, why won't you follow me? Why won't you follow me? 
right? <laughs> and I kept peeking around the corner to see if you were coming. Then you weren't coming, so I crept down the aisle. <laughs> and then I peeked around the end of the aisle corner, and there you were, laughing. Oh, you're so ridiculous. Right? So you're not mad. Come on. That was fun. My Tori Amos impression was good. Listen, I love that you love the Sandman. I supported you in this binging. Come on. Well, now just, I feel like I have nobody to talk to about it. You have me. You haven't watched it. We're going to watch it again together. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Lighten up. We're just having fun. Okay? You okay over there? Do you want me to cut out that whole segment? Just don't shit on the things I love. I'm not shitting on them. I'm having fun with you. Mm-hmm. With you. I'm laughing with you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Come on, Jen. We're laughing together. Everything can be a joke. Love of Neil Gaiman. Fighting at Lowe's. Everything was that song? could be a joke. What? What was that song? I don't know. All right. All right. That's good. Anyways, that's it. Listeners. No, no game today? No game today. Well, I'm working on a new game for you. Oh, okay. I have the idea. Okay. It, it does involve Maynard, by okay. the way. Okay. As long as it involves Maynard. It does. I just need to get it together. Okay. I didn't even tell you about the Maynard-Tory connection. Oh, what's the Maynard-Tory connection? They sing connection? a song together. Oh, really? You can find it on YouTube. What's it called? Muhammad, my friend. Muhammad, my friend? Yeah. It's Tori Amos' song. He sings it with her. Huh. As a guest at some like. Can I guess what how it goes? No. You can listen to it. I can't do a Tory impression? No. Okay. Anyways, that's a little glimpse into 15-year-old me. Okay. Well, listen. Um, I never thought like they would make it into a TV show either. Oh, I did. They've been trying for years. I know they've been trying for years, but I didn't think they would actually do it. And a lot of like, you know, some yeah. of the stuff that they've tried to adapt of his just like doesn't really work. Yeah. Some of it works. Yeah, like Coraline works. That's a good movie. American Gods worked. Well, American Gods worked. What was that a other one? And good Omens worked really well. Was that the one with the American- Hobbit in it? What? Which one's Good Omens? Good Omens is with the devil and the angel. Yeah, that one was good. The other one wasn't good. American Gods had a lot of potential and it started off really strong and then it sort of like fizzled. Yeah. They are working on some other things. So Disney just picked up. They're going to do the graveyard book. Yeah, I think somebody's making the ocean at the end of the lane, too. Oh, shut up. Yeah, somebody's making it right now. That was a theater production they had in um, England that they just ran that had got really good reviews. That's my favorite book. Okay. I don't know how they would do that. All right, listen. That seems really insurmountable to me. I don't know. Listen, keep that 15-year-old in you alive, okay? Okay. All right. All right, you're doing good. (laughs) You're enjoying things. You're enjoying your shows, your stories. Mm -hmm. We're having a good time. Mm -hmm. All right. What do we want to say to our listeners? Are we done? We're done. Yeah. You want to keep going? No, it's fine. Okay. We got to get ready for this party. So listeners, um, 
if you're coming to us for the first time, okay, subscribe to our podcast, download our episodes, leave us a review, okay, do something like that. Interact with us on social media, okay? Yeah. Um, check out our website, softservepodcast.com. If you want to learn more about us, we have links to some stuff there. You can check that out. What else? If you want to be a guest, you can uh, reach fill out. Fill out our contact form. Yeah, you can re- fill out our contact form, okay? And uh, we'll get an email and I'll contact you if you want to come on and talk, okay? Sounds good. All right. I think that's it, Stomping Jen. Okay. It was good to talk to you. Thanks for being a good sport. I love you. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> We're just having a good time here. <laughs> just lighten up. Mm-hmm. Remember when you made fun of me after we saw the Northman? How <clears throat> all so we went to go see this movie, The Northman. I really wanted to see it's by the guy who made The Witch and The Lighthouse. We I was really excited to see this movie. Afterwards, Stomping Jen and all of the people we saw it with made fun of me because they didn't like it. Nobody made fun of you. <clears throat> yeah, no, you're all you're making, making fun of the movie. You're all you took it personally, and, and just like I'm, just making fun of the idea of Tori and Neil's connection. I'm not making the fun of you. Difference. The difference is there's no difference. So <laughs> next difference time, is... next time you make fun of me because of the Northmen, you think about that. The feeling. Northmen, you just watch. This is a fundamental core part of my who I am. Okay. Thanks. Preach. Listen. Preach. I'm just not touching that. Okay? What? I love you. Okay. And goodbye. Okay? All right. Keep that 15-year-old alive. Okay? <sighs> All right? Okay. All right, everybody. All right, everybody. All right. Um, bye. Bye now. This world of ours, ever growing smaller, must avoid becoming a community of dreadful fear and hate. Those who have freedom will understand also its heavy responsibility. That all who are insensitive to the needs of others will learn charity. And that the sources, scourges of poverty, disease, and ignorance will be made disappear from the earth. And that in the goodness of time, all peoples will come to live together in a peace guaranteed by the binding force of mutual respect and love. I shall never cease to do what little I can to help the world advance along that road. 